message is a Mother's Day confession. And when the Lord gave me that title, I kind of laughed. I said, you know, I know they're going to think that, you know, I'm going to come up with some nice sort details about some, something that happened or, or whatever. When it says a Mother's Day confession, what is she going to be confessing about on today? Because you know the Lord does have me telling all my business, but that's not what it is today. Um, you know, a Mother's Day confession is not speaking ill of someone or, or, or whatever. But this is what the Lord wants us as, as mothers um, to watch the words that are coming out of our mouth. A Mother's Day confession is um, a confession that a father can make and a mother can make because what I want you to do is to begin to speak the word of God over every situation in your life. So um, we as mothers and as fathers, because we both, I'll just say both of them, we can speak words of life or we can speak words of death. We can speak words of life and death over our children. We can speak words that will heal them or we can speak words that will destroy them. So a Mother's Day confession, the words that are coming out of your mouth every day, what you speak over your family, what you speak if you're married over your spouse, or your grandchildren, or, or your nieces or nephews, the words that are coming out of your mouth should be carefully spoken because you are either speaking life to them or you are speaking death to them. And um, I'm just gonna jump quickly to a story, it's further in my, in my message, but there was a mother and she had an argument with her son and she was very angry at him, at him, and she said, I want you to get out and I'll never want to see you again, never come back. She was just that angry at him. So he left hearing those words from his mother. I never want to see you again, don't ever come back here. He went to school and played hooking. Went over a friend's house. While at the friend's house, they were playing with a loaded gun. He shot himself in the head by accident. And, you know, he would, they'd send him to the hospital and everybody was praying, the church was praying that, you know, the Lord would save him and would heal him, would deliver him, you know, because, you know, uh, they just believed that God could do it. But the last words that young man heard from his mother, I never want to see you again. Don't ever come back here again. Do you think he lived? He did not. And the church was devastated because they couldn't understand why God had not healed or, or brought the boy back from the gunshot wound. And the pastor, a visiting minister, was coming to speak, and the church was just depressed. So he went to the home of the parents to talk to them and minister to them to see, see what was going on. And was asking him, you know, tell me about your son, you know, how was, what was his last day about? And then the mother told him what she had said to her son, the last words he heard from her, I never want to see you again. Don't ever come back here again. Life or death, a Mother's Day confession. So I want you to think about that because we want to be able to speak life over our marriages, over our husbands, over our jobs. 
over relationships. You know, you don't want to keep speaking ill. You know, a lot of times people speak so, so bad about their bosses. I mean, it's just like a rivalry going on between the employee and the employer. And it's always something going on. And you begin to speak against, about, against them. No wonder they said, well, you know, we're laying you off today. What have you been talking all this time? Have you been speaking life to your job or death? So as you know, we've been speaking for the past few weeks about the words that are coming out of your mouth, you know, um, words and our actions, doubt, you know, fear, ignorance, unbelief, disbelief. These things we've been talking about for the past few weeks of reasons why we were not getting what we were believing God for. But a Mother's Day confession, we must begin to speak only the words that God gives us to speak, his word because his word for one is forever settled in heaven, and it's true. So go with me to Proverbs 18, 20, and 21. And it says, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So here the scripture is letting us know, basically watch your mouth. The things that you're saying, because the Lord made us speaking spirits, the things that you speak over your family, over your children, you know, to your children. You don't want to send your, you know, your, your children out and the last thing they hear from you is, is, is hurtful words. Something that's going to be running around in their head all day and they can't even concentrate in school because of the words that you said. Um, the New Living Translation says, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. God's words translation says, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love to talk will have to eat their own words. J.P.S. Tunnock says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that indulge it shall eat the fruit of it. So, so eat the fruit thereof. So you have to watch the words, what you're saying you know, over your family. And in, in, in all the situations in your life, we have, uh, you know, have to watch what we say. So 21 says, let us know that our words or our confession will either bring life or death. A mother can either speak life to her children or death. You are allowing your child to live uh, or are you speaking death to them? Are you speaking words that will pull them down as opposed to encouraging them. We as mothers and fathers are to encourage our children, to lift them up because we have enough with the world tearing them down, enough with the world trying to pull them away, trying to tell them how bad they are and they'll never be this and they'll never be that because of the color of your skin, because of what side of the track you are on or whatever. They have enough of that from the outside world. But we as parents here today, as Mother's Day, our Mother's Day confession, what are you saying? What are you speaking? over your children? Are you sending your spouse off to work um, angry? Are you sending your children to school angry? Are they mad and, and can't even get things done because of the last things they heard from you? Are you cursing all the way to work, or the, the traffic, you're just mad all the way to work because it's traffic and it's, it's getting you? And, the, and the, but the, you know, the, the thing is, and, and the Lord, he was just telling me, so you know what? When, when, when you get into traffic, that's the time just to begin to praise the Lord, as opposed to cursing that ride, because you're going to take that ride every day. 
if you work, you're going to take that ride every day. So one, leave earlier so you can relax. So no matter how much traffic's out there, I'm just going to leave a little earlier. So I, when I get there, I'll get there. So you can begin to bless your way, your way to work. You bless that ride. Take that time to relax and hear the word of God just to minister to you as opposed to cursing that situation because it could be that you didn't have a job to get into traffic to go to. Amen. You know what I mean? So, we, you know, it's all in how you see a thing. All in how you see a thing. So what are you becoming? You will become what you think and talk about all the time. What you think and talk about all the time, you will become that. You will draw it unto yourself. If you're constantly talking about how bad things are, how sick you are, how broke you are, I just never have enough, I can't even pay it. I mean, all those things you talk about all the time, that's what you will become. That's what you will become. So my, my job today is to get us to the place where we realize our confession Mother's Day or any day should be a good one. It should be a positive one. We need to know. And listen to, you, listen to yourself. If you take the time to hear the words that are coming out of your mouth, ask yourself, are those words blessing or are those words cursing? Are they going to make it better in my life or are they going to make my life worse by the words of my mouth? Because Jesus says you can have what you say. So if his word is true, and I know it is, and he say you can have what you say, why not change what you're saying if you don't like what you're seeing? But if you're liking what you're seeing and everything's hunky door and everything's fine, you got everything, then fine, keep on saying what you're saying because apparently you're saying the right things. But in the event, just maybe you don't like all that you're seeing, check your words. What are you saying? Okay, so you can become better by thinking God's word. You can come better by talking God's word, and you can come better by acting on God's word. Change your situation by your words, by the words that are coming out of your mouth. You know, and nobody, nobody can determine what you become but you. Nobody can determine what you become but you by what you say. They may say words that hurt you. They may say words that anger you. They may say words that, you know, send you over the edge. But it's you are the determining factor whether you want to listen to those words, whether you're going to receive them unto yourself, whether you're going to give that person more authority and more power over your life than you. They can say whatever, but if you don't accept it, it's just water off the duck's back. So my job here, is to get you to see, I'm not giving anybody that much power and authority over me. I am not gonna stay angry at someone for something that they said 10 years ago. I'm not gonna give them that much that authority, that much power over me that my stomach's in knots every time I see them and I walk past them and don't talk because of something they said 10 years ago. How silly is that? You're giving them power that they don't need. They're happy as can be and you're just, you, you, you are the one that's having the problems. They could care less. They're just going on with whatever, and you are the one that's got the problem. So don't give anybody all that power over you. You know, you may have had a loving mother like I did. We, uh, we, we had a loving mother. My mother, she wanted kids because, uh, as Minister Mary said, you know, 
my mom couldn't have children. And she wanted kids and she prayed for kids. And when we started coming, she had five kids in four years. I mean, they, we, we came and that right early. You know, so she, she wanted kids and was a loving mother. You know, sometimes her background wasn't as, as loving as it should have been. But she said, God, you give me kids and I'm going to love them. And that's what she did. She taught us how to love. So, you know, don't get hung up about your, your background or your childhood or whatever, which may not have been the best in the world. You determine what you're going to do. You are the deciding witness. If you had an abusive background, you're the one that's going to stop to say, I'm not going to do this to my children. I'm not passing this down. You, when you were in a, in a, in a relationship where the parents could st couldn't stand you, I'm not doing that to my children. It stops with me because I am going forward in the Lord because he loves me unconditionally. And when he loves you unconditionally, then you can give that love back to somebody else. You say, well, I was never taught how to love. Well, love Father. Love your Heavenly Father. And let him show you how to love. Because he's forgiven every sin, which is the best thing in the world. He's forgiven every sin that you have ever committed and ever will commit. Jesus forgave you of that 2017 years ago. And if the world would understand that they have been forgiven of their sins, that no matter what they did, God forgave them. He is not counting that against them. He is not holding that sin against them because Jesus took it to the cross, carried all your sins. And all you have to do is accept Jesus as your Savior and all that forgiveness that he gave is yours as well. And he said, as far as the east is from the west, that's how far I'll throw my, your sins away from you. And he said, I'll never bring them back up to you. That's, that's love. That's unconditional love. So if you don't have a loving background, you have a heavenly father that loves you. So son, daughter, I love you. I will always love you. And there's nothing that you can do that will cause me not to love you. Think of that. There's nothing on, I mean, when you think of Hitler, how bad he was. Do you know God still loved him? There's nothing we could do to make God stop loving us. Right. Nothing you can do. When all you do is run to your heavenly father and say, I'm sorry, forgive me. And it is gone just that fast. Just that fast. He won't even remember it. He won't even remember it. Because right. he, he, he said, Dora, what are you talking about? And I, I did something. I'm not telling you what it was. It's none of your business. But anyway, and it was to me, it was the worst thing in the world. And I'm crying about it, crying about it, morning going and going to the Lord and asking him to forgive me. I done asked him about it a hundred times already. He says, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I went to explain to him what I did like he didn't know. But he said, I don't know what you're talking about. Because that was forgiven. I forgave you that. So why are you bringing, me, bringing up to me something that you did that I have forgiven you for? I don't remember. I said, you don't remember? He says, I don't remember. And he said, I'll never remember. I won't hold them against you. If you ask for forgiveness, they're gone. How great is that? I mean, that's just the, that is the gospel. That's the good news. That you can tell everybody, hey, do you know you're forgiven? All you have to do is receive that forgiveness from Jesus. Just say, Lord, be my Savior. I've, and thank you for forgiving me of my sin. It's just that simple. And it's gone, clean, washed, everything away. You're white as snow. So you can't, you can't even get hung up on what happened in the past when you receive what the Lord has given you in the, in the present and in the future. Because, because he loved us. Because he loved us. He loves you and will never stop loving you. So, you know, and, and some of us have lost our mothers there in, in heaven with the Lord. And on Mother's Day sometimes, it is kind of sad. It's very sad because I, I know I miss my mom. I miss her, we all miss her. I mean, the church misses her. 
But the Lord says, I don't want you grieving. I don't want you grieving because you must realize where she is. You must realize what she's doing right now. And for one, your mother wouldn't want you down here grieving. And she's up there praising the Lord, having a good time. I mean, just, just walking the streets of gold, just praising God. And here we down here about to die. About, about to, no, he said, no, no more. Our time, he gave us her. He gave us her for a certain amount of time. And now our job is to do and to complete what she has imparted into us. Amen. That's the legacy she left, she left us, to love her and know where she is and do all that she lived out in front of us, all that she lived out in front of us. He said, I want, I want you joyful. And, you know, because I said, I, you know, I don't want to be um, so depressed that I can't get my head up off the pillow. I said, Lord, I can't do that. I can't do that, and I need your help. And, and when he said he took the sorrow away, I said, I can't breathe. I, I need your help here. But when you give it to the Lord, any situation that, that you're facing, give it to him. Give it to him and let him take it. When he takes it, he fills that spot. He fills that spot. I'm not saying that you'll never be sad a day, another day, but it's a different feeling that you'll have when you give it to the Lord. So, there, you know, there are different, many types of mothers in the world. But our job is to know that we have a Heavenly Father that is for us, He's got our back, He's in our corner, and no matter what it is, we know God is there. So, I don't want you to blame the devil for your past, I don't want you to blame your parents, I don't want you to blame your boss, don't blame anybody. Say, Lord, I'm giving all of that to you so that I can move forward and the things that you want me to do. I want you to go to Philippians 3, 13 and 14. Philippians 3, 13 and 14 says, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to the things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. One thing he wants us to do is forget the things that are behind. Let go of all the hurts. Let go of all the failed relationships. Let go of the loss of a loved one. Let go of a problem on your job. Let go of a deep hurt that someone hurt you and it was just the end of the world. Let it go. He says, forgetting those things are be that are behind me and I'm pressing. Paul told the Philippians to forget those things. They're only holding you back. You'll, you'll never and, and this is what the Lord told me, you'll never forget your mother. You'll never forget her. No matter how long you live on this earth, you'll never forget your loved one. But let the hurt of the loss go. You can't let them go because they're there. But said, so let the hurt of the loss go. Forgive them for leaving. I didn't have to do that to my mother because I wasn't, I wasn't happy with her when she left. But he said, forgive her. I said, but I'm mad at her. He said, but I want you to forgive her and let her go and be with me. I said, Okay. So release the people that has hurt you to God so that he can take you where he wants you to go. All of us have had situations in our life where we've been hurt by someone, someone that we deeply trusted and turned around, they stabbed you in the back, and, 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 and you just couldn't believe they did that. Let it go. Paul said, forget it. 
You're reaching for the prize that the Lord has for you. Verse 14 says, I press toward the goal. I press toward that for that prize. It is a press to move forward. It's a press to think of someone in a positive way when you know they've hurt you. It's a press to release them and forgive them when you, you, you really want to slap them around a little bit. It's a press. It is a press. You know, when um, you try to forgive somebody and, and then they turn around and hurt you again. It's a press. It's a press to forgive that person who lied on you, who's falsely accused you, who's done you wrong. It's a press. But he said, go ahead and press anyway, because I have a prize for you. I have a better, a higher calling for you. That's what I want you to reach for. That's what I want you to go. But if you, you must move forward. Do you want to become what God says you are? Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be financially free? Do you want to be a powerful witness for the Lord? What's your dream? What is the dream that God placed within you that he wants you to have? You're going to have to press forward. You're going to have to press past all these situations. Press past the people that's hurt you. Press past all those things that are coming against you and begin to release them and forgive them. Release them and forgive them because they are only holding you back. Okay. You can determine your outcome by changing your thoughts and your words. Release your faith and receive what God says is yours. Receive what God says is yours. Go with me to Philippians um, 4, 8 and 9. Philippians 4. Eight and nine. It says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. This is what the Lord wants you to think on. Not on the bad things, not on the depressing things, not on things that make you sad. He said, these are the things I want you to, th to think on. And the Amplified Virgin says, for the rest, brother, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence and is honorable and seemly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there be any virtue and excellence, if there be any worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your minds on them. And verse nine says, practice what you have heard what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me and model your way of living on it. And the God of peace, of untroubled, undisturbed well-being will be with you. And in, in verse 9, King James says, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. So when you get to the place where you begin to change your thoughts, change your, the way you're thinking, change the way you're talking, and begin to think on good things. Not on things that's been hurting you, not on the people that hurt you, not on those things that are holding you back. He says, these are the good things that I want you to think on. Speak on good things. Keep God's word before you day and night. Constantly speak his word over the situation, whatever it is. Every situation that you're facing, that you're facing, there is a promise in the word of God for you. Whatever it is, 
whatever it is, you as a, as a Mother's Day confession, I am the righteousness of God. I am loved by my Father God. Hallelujah. He has made me the head and not the tail. I am blessed to be a blessing. I am walking in unconditional love. I am becoming all that God says I am. These are the things that God wants you to do. These are things he wants you to be. Whatever it is, you're going to go through situations. You're going to have situations that come up. Um, but stand on the word of God. Speak the word of God. No matter what it is, he's the one that's going to bring you out. A Mother's Day confession, begin to speak. Confess good things over your family, good things over your life, good things over your body. Speak those good things. Hallelujah. Uh, Proverbs 13 and 3 says, One who guards his mouth preserves his life. The one who opens it wide, his lips come to mourn. Otherwise, shut your mouth. If you, as, as Thumper, my, Thumper's mom told him um, in Bambi, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. So whatever it is, say something good. Speak, see the good in everybody. When you begin to see the good and begin to speak the good and begin to speak God's word, you start to see the things change in your life. You start to see situations change in life because now you're bringing the good thing to you. You're bringing, hallelujah, all that God says he wants for you, you can call it in unto yourself. You can bring it unto yourself by speaking God's word. As long as you speak words that are death, that are cursing, that are killing the situation in your life, you're not going to grow. But when you turn it around and begin to speak things that are life, things that are good, you know, start saying things nice to your friends. I mean, start speaking things nice to your parents. You know, you know, it's not always, you know, they make me mad. I'm so tired. No. Begin to speak the love. You want to see more things? Start speaking good things to your parents. And parents, you start speaking love to your children. Bless them. Every day when they leave your presence, you bless them. You send them out with a blessing. You bless them every morning and just watch the hand of God move in their lives. Your children are acting up and not doing what you want them to do. You speak God's blessing over them. Great is the peace of my children. Lord, I thank you that you are blessing them, that, they, that, that, that all that, that you, they touch, all that their hands touch will be blessed and prosperous. You begin to speak these things over your family, to your, your siblings, whatever. You know, stop the sibling rivalry. Speak good things to each other so you both can be blessed. So all of you can be blessed when you begin to speak God's word. A Mother's Day confession not telling all, you know, all your sordid whatevers, but to begin to speak the good things over your life. Whatever the things that God has, has placed, the dreams that he's placed in your heart, speak those things. You know, we go through situations, you may, may not understand all of, all, of, all, all of everything, but know that God is there for you. I wanted to read this, I read this, uh, this the story of the teacup uh, a while ago, but I want to read it to you again for today. It says, the teacup. There was a couple who used to go to England to shop in beautiful stores. They both liked antiques and pottery, and especially teacups. This was their 25th wedding anniversary. One day in this beautiful shop, they saw a beautiful teacup. They said, may we see that? We've never seen one quite so beautiful. As a lady handed it to them, suddenly, hmm, the teacup spoke. You don't understand, it says, I, I haven't always been a teacup. There was a time when I was red and I was clay. My master took me and rolled me and patted me over and over and I yelled out, let me alone. But he only smiled, not yet. 
Then I was placed on the spinning wheels, the teacup said, and suddenly I was spun around and around and around. Stop, I'm getting dizzy, I screamed. But the master only nodded and said, not yet. Then he put me in the oven. I never felt such heat. I wondered why he wanted to burn me. And I yelled and knocked on the door and I could see him through the opening. I could read his lips saying, he shook his head, not yet. Finally, the door opened. I said, Phew. He put me in the shelf and I began to cool. I said, that's better. I said, and he brushed me and painted me all over. The fumes were horrible. I thought, I would gag. Stop it, I cried. Stop it. He only nodded. Not yet. Then suddenly he put me back in the oven. Not like the first one. This was twice as hot. And I knew I would suffocate. I begged and I pleaded and I screamed and I cried. And all the time I could see him through the opening nodding his head saying, not yet. Then I knew there, there was any hope. I would never make it. I was ready to give up. But the door opened and he took me out and placed me on a shelf. One hour later, he handed me a mirror and he said, look at yourself. And I did. I said, that's not me. That couldn't be me. It's beautiful. I'm beautiful. I want you to remember then, he said, I know it hurts to be rolled and padded. But if I had left you alone, you would have dried up. I know it made you dizzy to spin around on the wheel, but if I'd stopped, you wouldn't have crumbled. I knew it hurt you, and it was hot and disagreeable in the oven, but if I hadn't put you there, you would have cracked. I know the fumes were bad when I brushed and painted all over you, but I had, that had to be done. You never would have hardened. You would not have had any color in your life, and if I hadn't put you back in the second oven, you wouldn't have survived for very long because of the hardness would not have held. Now you are a finished product. You are what I have in mind when I first began with you. God knows what you're doing. God knows what you're going through. He is the potter. You are the clay. You're going to have situations in your life and you feel like you're on that potter's wheel and you feel like you're being beat and burned and everything else. But God knows that I'm not finished with you yet. When you go through situations in your life and you just don't know, I don't know, I can't make it, it's too hard, I can't believe it, they left me, whatever. He says, not yet. I'm not done with you. You are my beautiful teacup. And you will, hallelujah, you will become all that I want you to become. When you begin to speak the words of God, you'll become what he wants you to become. Because he loves you. He says, I'm not going to leave you in the hardest times, in the ovens of your life. I am with you. When you're being painted with gook and everything's going wrong in life, you just don't know, Lord, I just can't make it. He said, I am with you. No matter what it is, no matter where you're going, no matter what you're doing, no, God is with you. And when he brings you out, he said, I'm coming out as pure gold. And that's what he wants for you. You're coming out as pure gold. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to support this ministry, consider giving online. Text keyword RWOLFC to 77977 or through our free app. Search RWOLFC in the App Store. For more information, visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events. 